Thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we find ourselves gathered here in this place on this morning, on the last Sunday after the Epiphany. We find ourselves on the footsteps or the threshold of Great and Holy Lent. This Wednesday coming up is Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent. It's a very special time for us. The last Alleluia's will be said today. The last Hurrah will be had Tuesday night. But with this Sunday, each and every last Sunday after the Epiphany, with each and every year that goes by, we find ourselves reading the same story, the story of Jesus' transfiguration. Now, the transfiguration of Jesus is an extraordinary story. It is extremely powerful. It should, just as it did the disciples, instill within us a sense of awe and wonder. It is worth our time to ponder it. Now, the first point is that the mountain Jesus is transfigured upon, Mount Tabor or Mount Sinai, is the same mountain upon which God revealed himself to Moses after Moses being up there six days. And it was there Moses stayed in God's presence 40 days and 40 nights. The story we read in the Old Testament this morning. So it's the same mountain which God appears to Moses, the same mountain upon which God gives his commandments, the same mountain upon which Moses, being in God's presence, shines shines with the radiance of God's glory and he must hide his face for some time after coming down from being in God's presence. Now today we hear of Jesus, Peter, James, and John ascending the same mountain during an important festival, the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. That's why Peter wants to make the booth. The Feast of Booths or Tabernacles is a festival, a time in the life of the Israelites that annually they remember their wandering around in the wilderness during the Exodus. So during this Feast of Booths or Tabernacles, the Israelites build tents or tent-like structures in which they move into for the week. They take all their meals there, they sleep, they entertain guests. Now the purpose of the Feast of Booths is to remember, to show God's benevolence and his care for his people while they were in the desert. Now, as Jesus is transfigured on the mountaintop, two figures appear to the disciples, Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah appear for a very important reason. Moses and Elijah are two of the most important figures in the Old Testament. Moses represents the law, and Elijah represents the prophets. The law and the prophets, these represent the two aspects, the two foundational aspects of the Old Testament scriptures and the faith of Judaism, of the covenant God made with the people of Israel. The law represented by Moses comprises the first five books of the Bible, and that outlines the moral codes and conduct of right relationship with God. The prophets represented by Elijah are the writings of the Old Testament that look to, that look for the coming Messiah and the salvation of Israel. 
And so it is. Moses and Elijah are on the mountain as Jesus is transfigured. As Jesus becomes dazzling white. They are there to give assent to Jesus, to affirm what the disciples see, to testify that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, that Jesus is God, the Messiah of Israel. And that's why St. Peter makes booths or tents there on the mountain. If Jesus is transfigured and radiant, and the appearance of Moses and Elijah is not a showing of God's benevolence, then there is nothing that can be. So Peter does what Peter can do, does something to show his thanksgiving for God's benevolence. But Peter doesn't have the opportunity because God's voice booms through the descending cloud of light. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen. So now not only do we find Jesus dazzling white with the glory of God and Moses and Elijah to his left and to his right testifying, assenting to Jesus as God's Son, Messiah. God the Father through the bright cloud confirms this as well. So Peter never gets to put up his tent because this event is not an event in and of itself. It is a preparation for something greater. The transfiguration of our Lord is the distinct turning point in the story of Jesus. Once Jesus comes down from the mountain, the character of the gospel becomes dark. Jesus stops wandering around preaching and ministering and uh, performing miracles. Jesus at this point determines himself to go to Jerusalem to face his passion, his crucifixion, his death. The transfiguration then is a confirmation of this journey. It is a confirmation that something much greater is about to occur. And given the nature of the journey to Jerusalem and the passion and death of Jesus Christ, the story is meant for something else as well. The transfiguration is meant to give courage to Peter and to James and to John. It is meant to give them confirmation that the Jesus they follow is the Son of God, is God. The transfiguration is meant to give them courage and hope in the confirmation they need to journey with Jesus through his passion to his death. Now the church reads the story of the transfiguration on this, this last Sunday before Lent for a similar reason. Through Lent, we too walk with Jesus to Jerusalem, walk with Jesus through his passion, walk with Jesus through his death, and we too walk with Jesus through some very difficult things, some very trying events to get to the resurrection on Easter Day. So then the story is a gift for us. It is a confirmation for us that what we are doing, we do for the living and true God. What we are doing is not foolishness. What we are doing is not a waste of time. The sacrifice we make to keep a holy Lent is a righteous sacrifice, is worth giving up other things to undertake. For the purpose of Lent, beloved, is to become closer to God, is to become holy, is to cast off from us sin and distortion, is to unite ourselves to Jesus Christ. 
Now, there are many ways to do this. We fast, we read, we take on acts of charity, we examine our consciences, we increase our devotion and our prayer life, we go without things, or we give things up. Now, we don't do those things to show others how strong we are, how committed we are, as a showing of our willpower. We do those things that we may walk with Jesus to Jerusalem, that we may share in the life of Jesus. We do those things to become more truly his disciples. We do those things to show our love of God and our love of Jesus. We do those things just like the Feast of Booths is a celebration of God's benevolence. Now, as with every year, St. John's has numerous things to aid the faithful in making that pilgrimage, to helping us grow closer to Jesus, and in helping us to become holy. If you look through your newsletters and your bulletins, you will see all that we have to offer. And I encourage you to think about those. Because, beloved, we are on Mount Sinai with Jesus this morning. We have been given confirmation and assurance that what we do is not foolishness. What we do is not in vain. We've been given the assurance that this Jesus we follow is God living in truth. That this Jesus we follow is beauty, is truth, is salvation. Now that should give us the courage to fast and abstain. That should give us the courage to take on extra devotions. That should give us the courage to engage in acts of charity and compassion and forgiveness. That should give us the strength to walk with Jesus to Jerusalem through his passion, through his death, and to his glorious resurrection. My dear friends, Lent starts in three days. And as the beads of Mardi Gras fly around us, on Tuesday night as pancakes are flipped and fun is had, do not forget to give some serious time to thinking about the things you will give up, the things you will take on, to fasting and abstinence, to acts of charity and devotion and forgiveness. Give time to these things and chart a course that will bring you and your families closer to God, that will help make you and your families holy. So this morning, brothers and sisters, let us follow Jesus off the holy mountain and journey with him to Easter morning. For in that journey, we will come closer to God and we will be better people for having done so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.